morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Great start to our, our morning from Advanced Jaden. And funnily enough, he was touching on everything that, that I wanted to, to touch on, really. And what God's been speaking to me about is creating from the inside out. Creating from the inside out. And I've realized something with God. Good morning, Pastor Anais. But something with God is that when God wants to create, he first creates from the inside out. And before we get into scripture, I want that to be almost printed. Pastor Bumi, good morning. I want that to be almost printed in our minds that when God wants to create, he creates from the inside out. I'm just literally going to share with you everything that God has been speaking to me about. Everything that God has been speaking to me about, I'm going to speak with you today. So let's, let's take a look into my mind. Colossians 1. Colossians 1. If we can get up on the screen, if not, I'll read. Colossians 1 from verse 15. It says that the Son, just up if you go, it says the Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning. I want us to read that verse 18 again. It says, and he is the head of the body, the church. It says that he is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead. It says that Christ, the son, is the beginning. He is the beginning. By, and then verse 16 says, for in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth. So when I first heard, um, um, heard that scripture... And these, these, are, these are words in which God or the Holy Spirit has been speaking to me for over a week now. He kept speaking to me about the sun, the sun, the sun, the sun. But he said, I want you to see the sun from a different dimension because the sun is actually a jurisdiction. It's a location. The sun is a realm. How do I know it's a realm? Because it says in verse 18, it says that, and he is the head of the body, the church. But it says he is the beginning, the sun. Let's go to Genesis 1. And everything that Pastor Sam was saying in his, in his charge yesterday was everything that I was going to come and speak to you about yesterday. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But it says that the sun was the beginning. So it says, in the sun, God created the heavens and the earth. In the sun, when God wants to create, he first creates from the inside out. But he, in order for him to create, he has to, be the, he has to be inside the sun. 
He has to be inside the Son. John 1 will begin to tell us that in the beginning, the Word. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. I need us, we're going to go on that long trail before we actually get into the depths of where I'm going now but because I need to first bring you into a jurisdiction. That jurisdiction is called the sun for in him all things were created. Things that are visible, things that are invisible. That when God wants to create, he first creates on the inside of us. When God wants to create, he first creates on the inside, it's not from the outside that we begin to form ourselves. No, that's what happened when we came into the world. When we came into the world, we lost touch of the jurisdiction of where we're meant to form ourselves. The forming place of God is, in, on, is on the inside of the sun. Why do you think that in John 15, he will begin to speak to us and say, remain in me as I remain in you. Why? Because inside of the sun is the forming place. Inside of the sun is the forming place. It says, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. He says, he was with God in the beginning. But that beginning is the sun. Why am I so confident that now from March the 1st or from March the 2nd, that from this march, what will begin to happen is that God will begin to speak to us like he's never spoken to us before. Why am I so confident? Because all this time, word after word after word, I've now realized that that word was literally just so that we could enter into a beginning. That washing of the word that God found it right to give to us, to dispense to us a portion of his word was so that he could bring us into his beginning. God wanted us to become sons before he could begin to create on the inside of us. When God creates, he first starts from the inside of man. I saw from scripture that there came a time when Abraham met a man called Melchizedek. In fact, let's go there. Genesis 14. Genesis 14. And when God began to speak this to me, I was losing my mind in my room. Genesis 14, from verse 13, we'll read. I read from my Bible. It says, a man who had escaped came and reported this to Abraham, the Hebrew. Let me just give you some context before we go into the Bible. What happened is that um, there was a, a war broke out between five kings and another four kings. And what happened was that the four kings subdued the five kings and one of those kings or two of those kings was the king of Sodom and Gomorrah. In that battle, um, Abraham's cousin or his nephew, I think it was his nephew, sorry, Lot got captured. So I'll give you some context. I know my Bible. Verse 13. It says, A man who had escaped came and reported this to Abraham, the Hebrew. Now Abraham, Abraham was living near the great trees of Mamre, the Amorite, a brother of Eshcol and Anah all of whom were allied with Abraham. When Abraham heard this, when Abraham heard that his relative had been taken captive, he called out the 318 trained men born in his household and went in pursuit as far as Dan. During the night, Abraham divided his men to attack them and he routed them, pursuing them as far as Hobah, north of Damascus. Verse 16, he says, he recovered 
all the goods and brought back his relative Lot and his possessions together with the women and the other and the other people. After Abram returned from defeating Kedolamor, Kedo, just call him Kedo. Oh, no, let's not even say Kedo because there's a Kedo. Kedolayoma, Kedolayoma. And the kings allied with him. The king of Sodom came out to meet him in the valley of Shaveh. That is the king's valley. Verse 18 is where I'm going. It says, Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God Most High, and he blessed Abraham, saying, Blessed by Abraham, by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, and praise be to God Most High who delivered your enemies into, into your hand. Let me tell you something about this. And when I first heard it, I was going crazy. When, Abraham, when Melchizedek showed himself to Abraham, nobody else could see Melchizedek. God began to speak to me and he said, look, no one else could see Melchizedek. Melchizedek came from the place of peace of Salem. Only Abraham was the person that could see Melchizedek. Yeah, because Abraham, what, what happened after he defeated the kings and brought back his relative Lot in love was what happened was that Abraham began to look on the inside of him and he found a king called Melchizedek. Melchizedek was simply Abraham. Melchizedek began to, Abraham, Abraham began, um, began to see the person that he knew he was, he was meant to be. Melchizedek, how did Abraham know to give a tenth of his possession to Melchizedek? Only because, because he knew that Melchizedek was him. When God creates, he begins to create from the inside of man. Abraham got to a place where he, he looked on the inside of himself in, into a place called peace. You can only see on the inside of yourself when you get to that place called peace. It says that Melchizedek came from a place of peace. He said that he was the king of Salem. What is Salem? Salem is peace. I believe it's a Hebrew word for peace. But it says that Abraham, Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God most high and he blessed Abraham saying, blessed be Abraham by God most high, creator of heaven and earth. And praise be to God most high who delivered your enemies into your hand. It says, then Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. The king of Sodom said to Abraham, give me the people and keep the goods of yourself. Let me tell you something. Abraham knew that Melchizedek that, Melchizedek that day was simply a new, another dimension of what God wanted him to be. So I began to search in myself. I said, okay, God, who is, it that, who is it that you want me to be? Who am I? He says that first become a son and I will tell you, you are a son. He said that before, if I'm to go and create on the inside of you, you must first realize that and get into the jurisdiction of the son. I hope you're following me, guys. God needed to call forth the creative power from the inside of man. God needed to call forth the creative power from the inside of man. There was nothing else that he was going to go and do. Abraham sold to Melchizedek because he knew who he was. Let's go to Matthew um, chapter 5. 
verse 8. And we'll read it from the, in the message version. You there? Go to verse 5. And I'll read from there. Verse 5 says, you're blessed. Matthew chapter 5, verse 5 from the message version says, you're blessed when you're content with just who you are. No more, no less. That's the moment you find yourselves proud owners of everything that can't be bought. You're blessed when you've worked up a good appetite for God. His food and his drink in the best meal you'll ever eat. Oh, his food and drink. I don't know if it's meant to say is or in. Verse 7 is where I'm going anyway. It says, you're blessed. When you care, at the moment of being careful, you find yourselves cared for. Verse 8, sorry. It says, you're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and your heart put right. Then you can see God in the outside world. I believe many people have treated this scripture, but I'll read it again. It says, you're blessed. When you get your inside world, your mind and heart put right then you can see God in the outside world. Let me tell you something. You see the unseen. You see the unseen, that's where we should dwell. Every single time we sow into the unseen, we're actually sowing into the spirit. We're sowing into the spirit. We're sowing into the unseen. Every time that when I hear a new word, and I begin to take my resources, my finances, and begin to sow onto the ins- into the unseen. I begin to sow into the into the part of me that I cannot see. I begin to sow into the future. He says, "You're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and heart put right. Then you can see God in the in, in the outside world. God is not going to reveal Himself to you unless you get the inside world of yourself put right." What is this inside world? This inside world can only be encountered when you encounter the place of peace. Why do we go through so many hours of word? So many hours of word. We go through so many hours of word so that we can get to a place called in the beginning. Because it is only in that beginning phase that God will begin to reveal to you what you're meant to do on your mountains. It's only in that place, the location called the beginning, that you begin to dwell with God and find out the hidden mysteries for what God wants to do with your life. He says you're blessed when you get your inside world put right. I don't want us to look at scripture as, as just something that we read now. I want, us, I want you to, to truly find within yourself what God is trying to tell you because as, as, as collective as this walk is, it's very personal. It's very personal that if you don't get your inside world right, then there'll be nothing else that God can, that God will not be able to create with you. God is in the business of creating creators, as PT said yesterday. He's in the business of creating creators, but in order for us to get to, get to that creation stage, we must first begin to be with him. There are many people, and, and God began to, show, um, begin to, began to show me this. He said, there are many people that have this vehicle that he's meant to be working on called the body. 
But that body is in a completely different jurisdiction from where he can work on. So what happens is that although he is the owner of that vehicle, you're being charged because that vehicle, that vehicle is parked in the wrong jurisdiction. It's like you're, you're, you're racking up parking fines. Parking tickets simply because that vehicle called the body that he needs to work on is in a completely different jurisdiction. Get your inside world right, guys. That's all God's been speaking to me about. I could go on, but I'm, I'm really wary of time. But all God has been speaking to me about is that getting the, that inside world right, that if he's going to create, it first starts from the inside world. When Abraham met Melchizedek, Melchizedek came out of nowhere. Melchizedek only revealed himself to Abraham. That's why he, he was the only person that could give. He revealed himself. I used to give myself in, into, into hours of practice because I wanted to play football. I did that because I wanted, I, I could see what I wanted myself to be like. Abraham gave himself to what he knew that he was like, Melchizedek. Why? Because he could see something that others couldn't see. The place of peace. I hope you're following me. There was a time when Paul, Paul gave himself to the unseen. Nobody else heard that loud sound or the loud thunder. When he was, when he was struck with blindness, nobody else heard that thunder but him. As collective as this, as this work is, it's very personal. And when God begins to speak, he comes in the place of peace. And you will just know, you will know exactly what to do from there and then. That voice that you hear, when you, when you hear the Spirit say, don't do this, do this, or, or go down um, this road, or don't do this, or da-da-da, that is the voice. And if, you, if you're to heed to that voice, if you're to heed to it, if, if the Holy Spirit prompts you, into giving a certain amount, heed to that because you don't know what's going to happen on the, on the other end of that. What happened after Abraham gave, what happened after that was that Melchizedek said that, hey, he says, creator of heaven and earth or possessor of heaven and earth. There was a revealing of who Abraham was, but there was only a revealing of who Abraham was after he knew after that encounter with Melchizedek. Well, I'll begin to round up there as I, I keep seeing um, stop and stuff on the screen. Because <laughs> the devil wants to kill me. But yeah, guys, I'll leave, with, I'll leave that with you um, today. And um, hopefully I, I get to speak to you guys again this week. Because I feel like we, we really need to treat that topic. But if you're to become anything, if you're really to encounter what you're meant to do in this life, it first comes from looking on the inside of you. Everything is there to be created. Everything. When God begins to speak to me about things such as limitless, he says, if you can just quiet and quieten down 
and heed to the voice, you'll begin to know that, hey, this is what I want to do with you. This is where I see this thing going. But hey, we move. I'll leave that with you today, guys, um, as I round up there. Um, have a great, thank you, sir. What was the last? Matthew chapter 5, verse 8 in the message version. I think that was the last scripture. Okay. Have a blessed day, guys. I'll just um, say goodbye to you guys. But thank you for listening. Thank you for listening and, and go and go and attack your day. Go and attack your day. Yeah. If I had time, I'd tell you how Abraham got to that place of peace. He got to that place of, of peace by calling out his 318 trained men. Why? For the love of his relative. Yeah. For the love of his relative, he called out 318 of his trained men from the inside of his household and conquered kings. So go and take your nation. And I don't know about you, but I feel so much joy. And I was telling Pastor Alex yesterday, as I, as I began to sow my seed, as I began to sow my seed, and I'll just just review for about five minutes before we get into the world, but as I, as I sowed my seed yesterday, an overwhelming joy came over me. I just, I just feel a shift. I feel like something is actually moving. And I just know that, and, and PT began to give us instructions that when we, when we give our seed, we must be spent out. Good morning, Minister Odelia. We must be spent out. And I'm just realizing more and more that the same power that rose Jesus from the dead lives in me. I just wanted to let you know that plainly this morning, the same power that, that rose Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of you and I. I'll repeat, the same power that rose Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of you and I. There's so much power being made available at the 12 p.m. prayers I saw Pastor Shante leading prayer powerfully. She said that she didn't have nothing to say. She didn't know what to say, but she allowed the Holy Spirit to flow. As I came this morning, I don't even know what I'm going to say, but I'm just going to allow the Holy Spirit to flow. I just feel an overwhelming joy. And I'll, you know, Pastor David, Pastor Arthur. And I want to read the scripture, John 2, verse 19. It says, destroy this temple and I'll raise it again in three days. They replied, it has taken 46 years to build this temple. Are you going to raise it in three days? So these people were of doubts. They are of doubt, but what they did not know that Christ was talking, Christ was not talking about the temple that they were actually in. Christ was talking about the temple of his body. These people didn't know that these people that will kill Christ, they didn't know that they will kill, they will actually kill the temple that God is actually living in. They thought that God was living in a temple, but God was actually living in a temple called the body. What am I saying? Simply, when God gets you to the place of death, 
When God gets a man to the place of death, that's when God can use a man. So I've realized that when I'm giving, when I'm, when I'm doing what I'm doing, I've realized that God is trying to get me to the place of death. You know that some of us, or some of us may have many debts. Some of us have many other things that we can pursue in this life. But we've stuck a laser beam eye on focus and unstuck on the, the area of giving. Some of us are being persecuted day and night for this gospel. Some of us are facing death daily. Meaning that debtors are chasing us around, but we, we, we choose a work that is more important. That is to die in Christ. Because when we die in Christ, we live in him. At the point of death, it is, it is God's job to resurrect man from death to life. So I've just realized that when I'm sowing my seed, I'm, I'm sure now. I'm sure that when I sow this seed, this seed that is perishable will become, I will reap an imperishable. I'm sure. Listen, God, Jacob had to reckon um, Joseph dead before God can use him. Jake, Joseph was reckoned dead. God had to take, God had to use Joseph's brothers to take Joseph into a well. He was reckoned dead. The Bible says that his clothes were dipped in, in blood. When, when Jacob saw this, Jacob was, he, he cried out that the son that he loved was dead. But it will take resurrection power. The next time you will see Joseph along the journey was seated at, the, at a high place of power. What am I saying that? When you are dead in your finances, when God calls you to die in the area of finances, when God calls you to die in a certain area in your life, what he's saying is that, listen, I need you dead because it is the resurrection power that will raise you. So I realized that no leader can raise themselves. No leader can raise themselves. Why? Because they will just die again. No leader can raise himself. So I've realized that, no, when I begin to sow my seed, I believe in the resurrection power. Otherwise, what we are doing, there's no reason for what we are doing. There will be no reason for you and I to be sowing daily if we did not believe in the resurrection power. That, okay, listen, let me tell you the story. I, I remember sowing my, listen, as, I, as, God put, as God began to put the seed in my heart, my head was going against it. I was thinking, oh my God, like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? But I just began to pray. I just kept on pressing in, pressing in. And God reminded me that, okay, do you remember when you sold your first five pound? I took you from the state of five pounds to 500 pounds. It was I, I raised you to that level. I raised you to the level of five pounds to 500 pound. Raised you from the level of 500 pound to 1K. Raised you from the level from 1K to 1,500. Raised you from the level from 1,500 to 2,000. Raised you from the level of 2,000 to 3,000. Raised you from the level from 3,000 to 4,000. Raised you from the level from 4,000 to 5,000. Raising me, constantly raising me. So I've realized that, no, you got to look at this journey. This journey is supernatural. Some of you guys went from, you remember those days when the gold basket used to go around and, and toast posts. <laughs> you remember those days and you remember those days when you look at the screen acting as if you're, 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 you're sending money but you don't have that money in your account. <laughs> I remember those days. I remember those days looking at the screen, looking at the projector in the, in the post, hoping that I'll be able to sew. Hoping that I'll be able to sew. But I didn't have no money but the seed that God was looking for was my life. Because a, a money is just a byproduct of my life. 
So God began to remind me that I killed you in your finances so I can raise you. I made you so five pounds because five pounds is perishable. But I'll raise you again. Listen, we're doing what we're doing. Listen, let me tell you something. I'm so mobilized, you know. Listen, I don't need a mobilizer. The Holy Spirit now drops certain figures in my heart now. And now this morning, I just feel so fulfilled. I feel an overwhelming joy. Why? Because I know I have pleased him. I know that I have reached the target which he has put in my heart. You know, sometimes the, the target that God puts in your heart, your head can go against it. Your head can easily go against it. Because my head was going against it. But I just began to labor in the place of prayer. Labor in, into the place of prayer. Just praying, just praying. Because if God really puts it in your heart, it means the resources are around. It means the resources are around. So what am I saying this morning simply that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of you. So when, I, when, I'm, when I'm dead in my finances, oh my God, I trust God now more than ever. When I'm dead in my finances, the reason why I can sow again is because I believe in the resurrection power. He will raise me again. Death had no hold of Christ. Death had no hold of Christ. So if Christ, if I abide in Christ and Christ abides in me, he will raise me again. I cannot raise myself. Oh, you know, sometimes we want to raise ourselves, you know. Sometimes we want to raise ourselves. But we've seen the we've seen the lack of power. We've seen the lack of power we have. You know, so that last year we were, many of us were trying to raise ourselves to do certain things. But then I, I realized that as I'm as as we're, 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 we're journeying in the in the line of limitless, in the line of the studio, the scripture came to my mind that the, the scripture that came to my mind was unless the Lord builds the house. The laborers labor in vain. Ah, when I, when, I, when I heard that in my spirit, I said to Pastor Oni, no, I don't want to labor in vain. I don't want to go another year of laboring in vain. No, listen, if I believe in this work, if I believe in soul winning, let me tell you, even, listen, I can talk about soul winning all night. Soul snatchers can talk about soul winning all their life, but if they don't conform to the image of Christ, there will be no power to draw souls. There will be no power. So listen, my job is simple this morning. I come to talk about Christ. And the power of his resurrection, you know, Paul began to say things that, Paul would say things that, I chose to know nothing else but Christ crucified. That was a man that had a laser beam focus. Because he, know that, he knows that, listen, the resurrection power is what he needed to raise people from the dead. Listen, the, man, the, the, the highest manifestation of God's power is to raise people from the dead. Let me tell you something. I began to see God, in, I began to see Christ in, in Ezekiel. Listen, until certain people were slain in battle, until certain dry bones were dead, considered dead, God couldn't have that conversation with Ezekiel. So I hope you know that the world that, that are out there, listen, they're not living. They're not living, they are actually slain. But what God is saying is that, okay, no, I use persecution to go and kill you. I use BBC to kill you. I use the, 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 the accusations of men to kill you, to get you to the point of death. Because when I get you to the point of death, that is the access point into power. 
The power. I'm, listen, I'm speaking about raw power because I feel it oozing out this morning. I feel an overwhelming joy that certain people in the month of March, and listen, your resources will come back to life. Again, I will raise you again. As I was speaking to Pastor Christian, we were stuck on the same scripture. He said that the seed that he's going to sow this month, he heard the Spirit of God say to him, I will raise you again. <laughs> I will raise you again. So listen, you, you, listen, do you know why certain believers got it wrong? Listen, listen. They believe in religion, but they don't believe in Christ. Because if you believe in Christ, you believe in the finished work. And the, the finished work is the resurrection of Christ. That we may be seen from the inside out. So that is my prayer. That's my simple prayer this morning. That I may be seen from the inside out. Transform me. Transform me. Because the whole world is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Listen. And that's why when we're praying that we may be strengthened in our inner being. That inner being is what the world is waiting for. That we may be seen from the inside out. So I've realized that you see. Moving like Pastor Mariam. Women like Pastor, um, uh, men like Pastor Arthur, a, a, a Pastor Oni, there were certain affirmities uh, uh, that they had to carry to the place of death. But in the place of death, that is where God will begin to raise men, Marcus Siata. If you know me, you know that I'm, I'm in the business of raising the dead. But I cannot do that without the resurrection power of God. As Peter will say, the dunamis of God, the power. Listen. And Paul began to say things that, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Listen, guys, there's no point of sowing your seed. There's no point of being in this work if you don't believe in the finished work of Christ. That he may raise you because you cannot raise you. You cannot raise you. You tried to raise yourself already. And you were just like the world slain. Slain. So I just realized that more and more who I am. When I get to the studio, it's a platform for, for Christ to speak. It's not an ordinary studio. It's not, it's, it's not a studio where people can just come and gallivant. No, it's a studio, a platform for Jesus to speak into the entertainment world. I don't have many prayer points, but I've been praying ceaselessly for two days straight. No need for the for the 12 p.m. prayer. And I'm not discarding those things, but I'm saying, listen, you must have a, a prayer life also. You know that when, when you're led to the place of prayer, when you're led to the place of prayer, you know that, that God is leading you somewhere because the Bible says that as many are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. So the evidence that I'm a son is that I'm led. The evidence that I'm a son is that I'm led. So I've just realized more and more who I am, who you are, Post family. Just a simple word this morning. But let me tell you something. God has put it in your heart. He has. God has put it in your heart for what you should do for the month of March. It's going to, listen, money will come. Resources will come. I know it. Why? That's not, listen, it's not external things that I'm, I'm, I'm believing in. No, I'm believing in that. No, as I speak this word, resources are coming. So forget what I do. Who I am and what I do is two different things. I'm a pastor. 
I'm a pastor. I speak life. I speak words of life. So I've just realized that no, if I don't have the spirit of life dwelling in me, then I'm just good as dust. What I want to know now, what I'm longing to know now, is the power of God's resurrection. That's what came to me, you know, after I sowed that seed. He said, I will raise you again. I will raise you again. When, when I took you from five pounds, Pastor Stephen. I took you from five pounds. I took you from five pounds. You didn't take you. I took you. I handpicked you from Betton. I handpicked you from where you was. So that you, know the, you know what the problem is sometimes? We want to take control of our life. You know when God wants to sow a man, you, you, you automatically come alive again. And God is saying, I cannot work. I cannot go to work unless you are reckoned dead in me. So that's why I, I, I realize that. That's why I'll begin to say things like um, Romans 12, verse 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to offer your body as a living sacrifice. The reason why I repeat these things is because Paul began to say that it is safe. I've been operating around Romans. We're operating around Romans, the body and the spirit. And I've realized that, no, listen. All it is leading me to is the resurrection power of Christ. If I want to win souls in my industry, they're going to have, they're going to, have to come to the image of Christ. There's a scripture in, in, in Ephesians that says that, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father. But before you can bow your knees before the Father, he must reckon you as a son. Because if he doesn't reckon you as a son, then you cannot ask. You cannot ask. So I've just realized more and more post family. You don't need a mobilizer for goodness sake. You don't need a mobilizer. The Holy Spirit will mobilize you. He will put the figure that he wants you to sow in your heart. He will do it, but what, what, what will happen is that your head will go against it. It'll be like, no, oh, no, nah, I can't do it. The moment you declare those things into the atmosphere is the moment those things can't happen. So, and, and, and Pastor Only began to set the mode for this year. Faith. Faith, because listen, God is not pleased with my money. God is pleased with my faith. For with, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So don't be fooled. He's not, he's not pleased with your money. He's pleased with what he has put in your heart. You have yielded. So what am I hearing more and more? Yield. I don't know who needs to hear this in the post family this morning, but somebody needs to yield. This is almost like a conversation with S. Rose this morning. The matters that's been on my heart, as I've been reading, as I've been studying, what it has led me to is the resurrection power of Christ. But we're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse chapter 15 verse 31 I believe there it is and it says I face death every day this is Paul speaking I face death every single day yes as surely as I boast about you in Christ Jesus our Lord, I fought wild beasts in Ephesus with no more than human hopes. 
What have I gained if the dead are not raised? Paul began to fight. He was speaking. He was dying daily. So listen, Paul began to say, I die daily. So no wonder why Paul was so powerful because when he died daily, at the point of death, him dying, God had to raise him again. So he, he kept on dying and being raised. So power was, was almost every day flowing through Paul. Every single day, power was flowing through Paul because he said that he died daily. This death was not a physical death. He died daily. He was speaking. So he was, he's basically saying to us, if he doesn't die daily, if he doesn't die daily, what is the point of this gospel? What is the point of him going against wild beasts? What is the point of him going against people that are opposing the gospel? Fighting wild beasts in Ephesus. What is the point if the dead are not raised back to life? So I realized that the, God is, the seed that God is looking for is not your money. It's your life. Remember last week I told you the price for a nation is your life. When God wanted to, when God wanted to, 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 to take the, the gospel from Jerusalem to the, to the world, what did he do? He sold Stephen. For unless a corn of wheat falls to the ground, it abides alone. So I realized that you are the harvest. The harvest is in you. I am the harvest. I am the harvest. The harvest is not out there. I am the harvest. They will come to the harvest. The whole world came to the harvest of Joseph. But I'm just saying simply, as if God cannot reckon you dead in your finances, he cannot raise you. Simple message this morning. This is what's been on my heart. If God cannot reckon a man dead... He cannot raise you. So you cannot raise you. I'm talking about days. I'm telling you, you cannot raise you. Moses was considered dead when God led Moses to kill a man. It led Moses to the house of Jethro. People forgot about Moses for 40 years, but until he had an encounter. He had an encounter and the Bible says that there was a burning bush. But we all know that Christ, when, when, uh, after the resurrection, Christ appeared to Paul as a, a, a flame of fire. A flame of fire. So I've realized that every time God wants to appear to a man, he appears as fire. The Bible says that God is a consuming fire. But I want to I, I speak, listen, because unless we die, we cannot see spiritually. When God wanted to use Paul... When God wanted to turn Saul to Paul, he had to blind Paul. When Paul was on his way to Damascus, he blinded Paul so that Paul would not be conformed to this world because Paul was conformed to this world. But he had to blind Paul. How long for? Three days. For three days. But after that three days, God will send Ananias to Paul. And what will he do? He will touch Paul's eyes. And Paul will begin to see again, but in a different dimension. So unless you die, you will not be able to see. And if you do not see, you will not know where you're going. You will not know where you're going. I'm talking about seeing with the eyes of the spirit. But before I can see with the eyes of the spirit, I must die. That's what the Bible will say. Do not conform to the things of this world because if you conform to the things of this world, I cannot show you the world that is inside you. (laughs) The world that I've put in you. 
I hope you know one thing, guys. The nations are not our reward. God is. The Bible says that I am your exceeding great reward. It is God. So what are we doing more and more? We're seeking. When I'm giving my seed, I'm seeking. I want to know more. I want to know you and the power of your resurrection because it's only you that can raise me. When, when Joseph was considered dead in a pit, Jacob, his father, had to consider him dead. But when he was considered as dead, now God could work. When the, when the dry bones in the valley were considered as slain and dead, God could work. Guys, I'm seeing, I'm seeing Christ in Scripture more and more. As I begin to read Ezekiel, as I begin to read other books in the Bible, I'm beginning to see the life of Christ. And everything just leads to the resurrection power. This world is not waiting for... This world is not waiting for the Stevie you see now. It's waiting for me to be seen from the inside out. So where's my prayer? I'm, I'm, I'm going to quickly stir up the, um, um, a prayer point. Not even a prayer point, a point of prayer for the 12 um, p.m. is that we will be transformed. We will be transformed. It's as simple as that. That when people will see us, they will see us from the inside out. It is as simple as that, guys. So I've just realized more and more who I am. Listen, if it's not Christ, if God doesn't reckon you as a son going into your industry, he can't have a conversation. He will not draw men onto you because you'll be going there with your own power. You will be going there with simple messages morning, but so powerful. So powerful because it's the simple things that are the most powerful, guys. Gone are the days where we'll come and scream and shout and say whatever. No, it's the simple things that make a man powerful. And Paul just know the mysteries of Christ, the things that people did not know. The more that Paul died is the more that Paul would resurrect. Constant flowing of power. The Bible says that Paul would, um, people would be healed by Paul's handkerchief. He was filled with so much power that people, the sick, will be healed. But isn't that the same power that we see in Christ? That a woman with the issue of blood will touch Christ and be healed. What is this power for? The healing of nations. The healing of nations. And as I round up, guys, when we're pressing into the place of prayer, we're only asking to be transformed from the inside out. That when, when Pastor Mariam goes in to, 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 to the media world as the godmother of media, she will go as Christ. So I've realized that every persecution was to get us to this point. <laughs> now you cannot deny. You can't even deny Christ even if you wanted to because you have been marked. You are people of Christ. Take up that, that position. There's, listen, there's nothing else I could do. There's nothing else I could do. God has got me to the place where he needs me at. 
Because the moment that God can take a shot at Jacob, Israel can be enabled. But I'm going to stop right here. I hope you've been blessed by the word. Furthermore, I don't even hope you've been blessed. I know you've been blessed. Go out on every side and win. Post family, go out on every side and win. It's the, it's the, um, the month of March. Resources will come like never before. Why? Because you and I have died in Christ. And he will raise you again. Oh, Shabradiza. I hope you've been blessed. I know you've been blessed. I don't know why I keep saying I hope you've been blessed. I know you've been blessed. I know you've been blessed. But let me just end it here.